You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey there, welcome to episode 240 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey gang, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Sean, and as always, this is the Soul Forge podcast. You never know what you're going to get week to week. It might be inspiring, it might be depressing, it might be an interview. It could be something to do with pop culture. You just never know what it's going to be. It's always a surprise, and that's why you come back week after week after week. And once again, I'm glad you're here. If you're new to the show, uh, the Soul Forge is basically my life's journey. It's an attempt to give my son something to listen to when he's older and he wants to know who his dad was, that kind of thing. So let's just get into it, I suppose. Uh, last week, I did an episode about being depressed, being officially diagnosed. I've never really experienced depression like this before. Uh, you know, we all get our sad days and all that kind of stuff. But this was a new experience for me. I guess I'd been depressed for several months, uh, quite a while anyway. What's the cause? Who knows? Because it could it be seasonal depression? Could be. Could it be that it runs in the family? Most likely. Could be a bunch of different things. I don't know what the cause is. Uh, but uh, the doctor did put me on some pills and I think I've been on them for, what, almost two weeks as of this recording. And he said that uh, I would really notice the changes in about three weeks or so if they work. Uh, I have noticed a little bit that I'm a little bit more calm and quiet and contemplative. Uh, not too many other changes. I'm still delivering the mail and it's the middle of winter and it's hard work and nobody shovels their driveway and it's either, this winter is either frickin' cold as hell or it's snowy and we're getting dumped on. Today was both, so that was a treat. But I'm not here to complain because I don't complain. All I do is make observations about the world. And I share them with all of you out there in podcast land. I wanted to thank those people out there. Once again, I'm going to say it in podcast land. That's basically all the listeners. For, for reaching out, for uh, being appreciative of my story, for saying what I said last week. And, and like I've mentioned before, I, I try to talk about things that people don't talk about to either erase the stigma or make you feel like you're not alone, that kind of thing. Because last week's topic was so heavy, I decided I wanted to do something a little bit lighter this time. And all week I've been racking my brain on something exciting, something interesting. Uh, I didn't want to talk about COVID. I didn't want to talk about the all-time high gas prices. I didn't want to talk about World War III with uh, the Ukraine and Russia. None of that stuff. That's all very depressing. And we're not going to be depressed this week. So 
to turn it completely upside down and around, uh, I decided that maybe it's time to read some of my poetry again. I've done, I think, two episodes of that previously, but it's it's been at least a year and a half since I've done one, maybe even two years. So I thought, how about now? Let, let's uh, let's let's do five or six poems. I uh, I pre-selected them here in my binder of poetry, and uh, I'm I'm going to read them to you. Uh, they're most going to be new to you listeners but there's the first one I'm going to read is just one that I've really always liked and I think I'm yawning I don't know why just tired really tired today was a hard day of work but anyway besides that um yeah so what we're gonna do is we're going to read some poetry uh before that we'll just get into a little bit of business uh as you know if you'd like to support the show the best way to do that is leave a five-star review or the top star review, whatever it is, in the podcatcher of your choice. In fact, if you're uh, using Apple Podcasts, when you're listening to this, you could just hit five stars and hit submit, and it's done. And that's great. Uh, also, we, we do have a, uh, a coffee account that you can support with a minimum donation of three bucks, I think they've set it at. It's uh, ko-fi.com slash rusted soul. It, it just helps with the, the internet payments and the hosting fees and all that stuff. If, if you feel like supporting me, that'd be awesome. If not, that's okay too. Uh, I'm just glad you're listening. Uh, what else is there? Um, are you uh, subscribed to all the other shows on the ESO network and all that good stuff? Uh, if not, uh, maybe you want to be. It's all full of pop culture and stuff. And then there's Soul Forge, which is kind of the show about life, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Sometimes it's life, and sometimes it's not. But whatever. It's it's always something new and interesting. And I almost didn't do an episode this week, but I am. I'm going to read you some poetry. But before I do that, here's a promo for another podcast on the ESO Network. Nerd Bliss. What is Nerd Bliss? Nerd Bliss is a pop culture podcast for passionate people. Join Chris, Tina, Eric, and Heath as they talk about popular movies, TV shows, and whatever's current in the news. And we might even have a few laughs along the way. Find us at nerdblisspodcast.com or esonetwork.com. All right, and we're back. And wasn't that a great promo? Aren't you going to go check out that show? I bet you are. Okay, so the first poem that I've decided to read for you is one that I've read before, like I said, but I really like it, so I'm going to read it to you. And now, most of my poetry was written, oh, more than 20 years ago, back when I was in university, and uh, I was all into culture and uh, all that highfalutin stuff. Uh, and this poem here, actually, was written in my creative writing class. I can't remember what the assignment was. Maybe it was rhyming couplets. I'm not sure. But anyway... Uh, here it is, and it's called Baldness, a Ballad. It fills you with an emptiness that you cannot conceal. When all you had up there has gone, it leaves the you that's real. From brown to gray, and then so long is what you have to say. I don't care that it's not there is what you must portray. Perhaps at that, it's at the widow's peak that it will start to go. No matter where or when it sheds, it still must cease to grow. When follicle by follicle is how it takes its leave, you weak to see that it has gone and feel as if deceived. Living on the verge of baldness is such a lonely place. People laugh and point as hair loss starts to extend your face. You know there's not a thing to do, but still you try and try. It takes some time to understand that you should laugh, not cry. 
You rage and rage and rage some more that all your hair has left. Why does the law not recognize this most disastrous theft? Surprise, surprise, there's still a chance to live a decent life. No one cares if you're a bald man, except perhaps your wife. So that was a little, I don't know, a little humorous poem. That's uh, one thing I used to do uh, quite often, actually, is try to put a humorous twist on the end for whatever reason, because I don't like being serious all the time, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, that's that's what that was. I'm just going to turn the page here and find the next poem for you folks out there in the land of podcasting. Okay, what do we got here? Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, I don't remember when that first baldness poem was written, but uh, this one here was March 30th, 1998. And I think it was also creative writing class, so that would have been sometime around there. Uh, this one's called Naked Desire. As she tiptoed through the daisies with not a stitch of clothing, she wore no stripes or plaids or paisleys, my thoughts soon filled with loathing. I could not stand her nakedness, and so I tried to cloak her. I meant to hide her truthfulness, but how I wished to poke her. Huh, see, funny. I don't know, maybe it's not funny, I'm not sure. But anyway, that was my attempt at humor, and that's what I did. Um, okay, here's another one from March 4th, 1997. And this may have been, well, this was the university university days. I'm not sure exactly what the purpose was. Uh, but this was a sonnet, which is basically a 14-line uh, a poem, rhyming stanzas. I think they're supposed to be, each line is 10 syllables long. And I don't know if this actually accomplished that or not. But anyway, it's a... It's a sonnet, and uh, William Shakespeare was actually famous for his sonnets, and I think he wrote, like, well, a few hundred anyway. But uh, this one is called Not Long Enough. How long has it been since last we shared kiss, and when was the last time I held your hand? We never had a spot at which to stand to aim our hearts in love, no mark to miss. Love came to us, yet dwelt within our souls for but a while. Much like a newborn child, Cupid's arrow had no control, went wild. Our blazing flames of passion doused to coals. Has been too long since last we were as one, and far too long since I have held you near. But now what's gone is gone, what's done is done, and I must live my life without you here. Yet through it all I know I'll keep my head. I will not live my life death-like or dead. So, you can hear the rhymes and uh, the imagery, and Shakespeare was uh, quite famous for all of his poetry. In fact, I actually did one. Uh, I don't think I have it on my list here, but let's see. Maybe I'll uh, flip through it while I'm going through it for you. And uh, basically, I took one of his poems and changed all the words. But uh, anyway, I'm just going to scroll here through. And here's one from... Oh, my name, come here, come here, come here. There, see, it can't be a podcast without a dog whining in my ear. So this one, from June 30th, 2001, is called Rebirth. I woke up this morning wanting, needing to write. That's why I built the desk. And that's a poem that uh, I, I guess it's a poem, maybe, maybe it's a vignette. I, I don't know, but uh, my roommate at the time, those were her exact words uh and she was so dramatic about it that i was like you know what that's a poem right there so i wrote it down and now i've read it to you so there you go okay nimoy would you friggin lay down lay down
you're interrupting my poetry reading here for the lovely folks in podcast land. All right, what do we got next here? Uh, I don't even have a date for this one. Um, hmm. I, I think it was also creative writing class. Maybe that's why I didn't write a date down, just like the baldness one. Uh, this one is called Remember When. Remember when the sky was blue and the sun was high and bright? You had no cares and not a doubt that life was pure delight. Remember when the snow had come and it was soft and white? You loved its feel and loved its touch and played into the night. Remember when the spring had come and fun was all there was? You played in fields all day with joy like floating flower fuzz. Remember when your birthday came and you were one year older? Presents, presents all around, guns and tanks and toy soldier. Some years later you did some things and found yourself in jail. We tried to get you out of there but could not make your bail. Now you're strapped in a chair with no way to escape. You lived a life of death and drugs, blackmail, murder, and rape. Remember when you colored on walls and said it was not you? Don't you wish that life was easy, like back when you were two? So that uh, that kind of devolved quickly into uh, some horror, but uh, I don't know what the assignment was anymore because, well, that's like uh, 25 years ago. But uh, the point is, it rhymed, and it gives you images in your head, and it's kind of fun. And there you go. Okay, let's see. I'm just going to go through this book a little bit more. And then we've got from June 18th, 1996. She who stands alone. A figure, stooped and weary, stands in the shadows. Her broken body, a testament to her devotion. Feeling unloved, unappreciated, she carries on in silence. She is an unknown martyr, making life greater for those she loves. Time stretches out before her. She knows she must endure, so she does. Her thankless task is an arduous, eternal one, but one she has mastered nonetheless. Not many could match her skill, her devotion, her love. She is weary, but vigilant. She is lonely, yet resilient. She is mother and essential. That's something that I wrote for my mom because she often felt like nobody cared about her, and that's not true. And so there you go. All right, so I wasn't going to read the the one that uh, was a was a Shakespeare kind of ripoff, but I'm going to anyway because it's here, and I think I have two more after this. The original sonnet from Shakespeare, if you want to look it up, is actually titled Sonnet 130, and so I called mine Sonnet One Dirty. So here we go. My mistress's thighs are nothing much like fun. Carol gives far more head than her legs spread. If breasts get ripe, why then her breasts are done. If hair be fires, no fires glow on her head. I have seen poses in bed, left and right, but no such poses have I seen in weeks. And in some mountains is there more delight than in the breasts that are my mistress's peaks. I love to feel her cheek, yet well I know that Monique hath a far more pleasing mound. I wish I never saw a nudie show. My mistress, when she strips, falls to the ground. And now... By heaven, I know why love is rare. I went inside and felt no pulse in there. So, eh, does it really uh, go along with the theme of uh, his sonnet? Kinda, but you'd have to hear the original one in order to really uh, to get it. But it, it's basically the same words, only I've changed them up. So anyway, here's another one. And it's April 26, 1996, and this was my mom's favorite poem that I had written. It's called Strangers in the Rain. Two souls caught in the hands of fate, each one striving for the perfect love. 
Rain comes down, hiding their tears. It's 9 o'clock on a Friday night. Neither one has anything to do. He is walking home from work. She loves to walk in the rain. It gives her time to forget. Cars drive by through the puddles. Music is playing somewhere down the street. They walk in silence. She is tired of the games. She wants a man to share his emotions with her. He is tired of being a rock. He wants to break down in a woman's arms. They are immersed in their thoughts, unaware of what the outside world is doing. He turns a corner and passes her as she crosses the street. Their arms brush against one another, and they walk on in silence, like strangers in the rain. So, for whatever reason, my mom really loved that one. Uh, my brother Curtis actually wrote a sequel to it. I don't have that with me here, but that's pretty much uh, a thing. And I think I have one more here. Just gotta flip through, flip through, flip through. And here we go. And this is another kind of uh, macabre one, I guess is the right word for it. Uh, anyway, a lot, lot of uh, deathly imagery in these poems for some reason. So this one was written January 25th, 1999. And it's called You Came for the Children First. And I guess it's basically a poem to the Grim Reaper. I, I, I never really figured out what it was about, but I think that's what it is. So here it is. You Came for the Children First. You came for the little legs, the ones who could not last, the ones who could not run, or may not be as fast. You came and took what wasn't yours, you didn't even ask, chilling them with your words, scaring them with your mask. Then you took the older ones, and all who could not walk. The ones who could not move, you threw them from the dock. When you saw the sickly ones, your task was not complete. You grabbed it all you could, and added to your fleet. You came upon the healthy ones, but those you left alone. All in good time, you said. For those will I yet own. So there you go. Those are some poems that I wanted to share with you this week. I'm sure there's a few other ones that I could read as well. I'm just going to quickly look through here. Well, I don't know. Here's one. It's called First Day. A soft luminescence filters from behind the clouds, the sun extending its arms in welcome of a new day. The ice crackles, opening a hole in the long slumbering lake. The intense azure blue water shimmers in the concentric ripples. Receding from the shores, the snow sparkles in the early morning sunshine. Thick white clouds part, allowing the sun to display its full brilliance. So I guess that's about spring or something. I don't know. That was, uh, yeah, 1996. So there you go. Uh, what else have I got here? Uh, I guess that's it, really. The other ones I've read, other ones I don't really uh, feel like reading because... Are they embarrassing? Maybe. I'm not sure. But anyway, that's beside the point. Those are some poems that I wanted to share with you to let you know a little bit about the uh, talent that I wished I had or thought I had uh, in my late teens, early 20s. I wanted to be a famous poet. Uh, was I inspired partly by the singer Jewel and her book of poetry? You remember her? She had that song, Who Will Save Your Soul? And uh, a whole album of uh, poetry type music. Uh, there was that. Um, and I was, I was away at university and I was feeling inspired and I was hanging around the, uh, the, the people who were into English literature and, 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 all the cultural stuff and, and all that good things, all those good things, you know, and uh, I've wanted to keep it up throughout the years. And every once in a while, I will write another poem. It's It's been quite a while since I have. A lot of them were sad poems, longing poems, that kind of thing. But maybe I'll get back into it one day. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say what the future brings because you never can tell. 
Uh, were those good poems? I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Maybe uh, maybe reach out and uh, leave some feedback. Podcast at gmail.com. What else can I tell you guys uh, and girls out there in podcast land? I guess that's about it. I just wanted something a little bit more lighthearted. I guess all of those poems weren't uh, necessarily filled with fun and joy, but, I don't know, they rhymed, some of them. So maybe you like that. I don't know. Uh, what else? I guess that's it. Um, oh, don't forget to tell all your friends and family and enemies about my Etsy shop. Rusted Robot Toys is on Etsy, and we sell pop vinyls and vintage figures and... Uh, antique type things, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, Check it out, Rusted Robot Toys on Etsy. But until next time, maybe next week, who knows when, uh, we'll have another fun and exciting episode for you. Uh, If you have any topic suggestions, drop us a line. Well, it's really just me here, but uh, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com once again. Follow the Facebook page. Uh, Oh, if you haven't, go to Motivation Station on Facebook and like that page. Uh, That's... uh, the newest one I've created for all the memes of positivity and good stuff. If you like it, then let people know. Other than that, uh, I don't know how much, how many minutes this has gone on for, or if it was a good episode or not, but uh, it's, it's not depressing, so that was what the main goal was. So smile, laugh, go for a walk, do things that make you happy. So what I want you to do is take care of yourselves and each other. Come back again soon for another exciting episode. And remember, the only impossible journey is the one you never begin. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links. And don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. The Soul Forge Podcast is your best source for living your best life. Think about it. Sonnet 130 My mistress' eyes are nothing like the sun. Coral is far more red than her lips red. If snow be white, why then her breasts are done? If hairs be wires, black wires grow on her head. I have seen roses demasked red and white, but no such roses see I in her cheeks. And in some perfumes is there more delight than in the breath that from my mistress reeks. I love to hear her speak, yet well I know that music hath a far more pleasing sound. I grant I never saw a goddess go. My mistress, when she walks, treads on the ground. And yet, by heaven, I think my love as rare as any she belied with false compare. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.